Redeemer family, welcome to another Formation Moment. I got Pastor Mac with me this week talking about 1 John 5, the three trustworthy witnesses to the identity of Christ. So if you haven't listened to that sermon, friendly reminder as always to go listen to that sermon um, because it will give you the context for this conversation. And in the sermon, he talks about the three witnesses, the water, the blood, and the spirit. Um, In this Formation Moment, we're going to focus mostly on the last one um, and have a hopefully a pretty rich conversation about life in the spirit because it's going to lead us into next Sunday, which is Pentecost, which is when we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit to the disciples in the book of Acts. And so, yeah, let's jump right in talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, one que- The first question I have for you is, yeah, for people out there who are like, does God still audibly speak? What's your response? So how, how do we hear God speak, practically speaking, as followers of Jesus? Yeah, thanks for giving me a really controversial one to start. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm nothing like no softballs. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely not. I am one of those guys who are, I'm not going to say what God doesn't still do. Mm. You know, he did speak audibly at one time. And so I'm not going to say what he doesn't do. I've I've heard stories of people hearing him, and I would definitely not tell them that's not true. By any stretch, I don't think I've ever audibly heard him, but I have had some what I would call fairly auditory experiences, and I won't go into that. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I think that's the short that's the short answer to that question. Yeah. So I think more specifically though, whether we think God speaks out loud or not. I think all of us would say like there's a a dynamic to our relationship with God that we want to get to where we feel confident that we're hearing his voice, right? Yes. yes. Whether that be in the written word or from someone else affirming it or um, in our spirit. So I'd love to hear just kind of practically what's a way to put ourselves in a posture that allows us to be hearers from God. Um, so talk, yeah, maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's a good question. I think the first posture we have to assume if we we really want to hear from God, what's true from God, is that his word is true. So that's the first posture, that his word is true. His word, the Bible, um, is the standard of truth in that sense. And so moving on from there, from that posture, we seek to engage him, like hear from him through our own personal time and prayer and study of the word, like you said, in community, mm. right? Friends, you know, may share things with us that they feel God is putting on, putting on their hearts. Um, Lord's Day worship on the sermon, you know, the, the um, ordained ministers that care for us, that share things with us. And so, um, yeah. And, and so I think the, the, the foundational posture though, is that God's word is true, right? That's the standard of truth. And so, um, and I am, I believe that God can speak to us in any of those ways, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I mean, I'm going to just go as far as to say, I'm sure he could speak to you audibly too. Yeah. But the posture of our hearts has to be though, the word is the standard. So does this align with, with what God's word says? Um, and if it does, then, you know, we can, we can, we can go ahead and, and, and rock with those things and still be discerning, you know, but, you know, John still says test the spirits, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think that's that's where I was hoping you would go, because I think that's kind of how you ended the sermon in some ways in talking about like, hey, if it's not what's going on here in the scriptures, 
then it's probably not Jesus, right? And I think we're we're kind of in this um, cultural moment where a lot of people are realizing that the Jesus that they've been taught about wasn't actually the Jesus of the Bible at all. And so I think that holding that standard that if it's what's in the scriptures should be affirmed through the voices of others and through our experiences. Um, and that can be always a good litmus test for us to come back to. Um, so that's good. And I think the next thing I, I kind of want to talk about is that prayer posture of that makes us more aware of the Holy Spirit, right? Because I think there are certain postures of prayer that are, um, you know, not I mean, no prayer is bad, but more postures that are like, I'm always asking God for things or um, a prayer posture of confession or a prayer posture of um a lot of words wordiness right so maybe talk about what are some prayer postures we can take that would make us more aware that there's something else we need to hear someone else we need to hear from yeah another really good question and i remember in undergraduate school in bible college we learned about the contemplative um, practices of one silence yeah and we were taught like devotional time uh, you probably should listen more or at least just as much as you speak in your times of prayer. You know, after reading scripture, go ahead and sit silently with it to see how God may want you to apply it personally, you know. And I think that last part is probably key for me in my own life. And hopefully it's helpful for those listening to this is because for me, I can get really caught up in oh, this is what the text says, and, you know, and, and oh, this is the, the deeper things and the academic things, or, or even worse, I can get caught up in, ooh, this person needs to hear that, and this person needs to hear that, and, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm done reading, and I go. And that moment of silence allows me to allow God to say, no, Leon, this is where you fit in. Like, this is for you, Right. And so I think that posture, that that posture of silence, of kind of a, a meditative posture on what you just read and what you just prayed is like really key to just availing yourself what God wants to say specifically to you about what whatever's going on in the scripture and your prayer. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And I think just I could personally testify to that. Um, one of the things that we do in our formation group is Lectio Divina together. So um, there's three of us in the group and we would just whatever the gospel text is for the particular day we're meeting on, we will do Lectio together, which is a, a way of, it's another word for divine reading or active listening to the text. And we'll, we will try to just say, okay, here's what I'm hearing. And when you hear the three variety of perspectives, it's really cool um, to kind of pull out and, and really get really rich um, with the text. So um, if you're not familiar with Lectio at all, I would highly you know, recommend looking into something like that um, and do a quick Google search. What is Lectio Divina? And there's a lot of great templates for things like that. Um, but definitely those postures that are your, your class on it, too. Yeah, I did. There's probably on the podcast somewhere <laughs> you can go back and find um, Information Foundations. We did a whole session on Lectio and then practiced it together as a group, which was really fun. So, yeah, I, I love talking about it. So if anybody has questions about it, they can always reach out to me. Um, but that was one that I thought of when you were when you were talking. And so I just wanted to give that as a, a, a testament to, yes, we can hear God in that way. And it's really rich and inviting. 
So then the last question, and again, none of these, no, no softballs today. Um, how do we follow the Holy Spirit as our guide, right? I think in the Bible, there's these, you know, variety of ways the Spirit is talked about, you know, in the Old Testament, smoke or fire, um, in the New mm-hmm. Testament as well, these fire of tongues landing on people or this dove, you know, how do we follow that? Like as, as followers of Jesus today who would say, yes, I want to yield myself to God's Spirit. How do we do that? What are some practical ways that we can know I'm following God's spirit? That's a really, really good question. And you're right. It's another hard ball, another fast pitch, 95 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are some expressions of following the spirit that are really subjective. And I, when I say that, I don't mean that they're not real. But I think sometimes we can take those those particular experiences of the spirit and say that everyone should experience um, God, the Holy Spirit this way. And I don't think that's fair. And I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about more so like, you know, I've been a part of tradition, but I say everybody's supposed to speak in tongues. Yep. Right. That's how you follow the spirit or, you know. And and so I I just want to say that I don't want anyone to feel boxed in like that. These are the only ways you can follow and experience the spirit. And I don't think that's what the I think the Bible says actually the opposite of that. Right. That that. That is not the only way or those expressions are not the only way. But, you know, I was in a, uh, a preacher class thing years ago. And what was really cool is they would start the class by saying, so where do we meet God? And everybody would pick up their Bibles, you know, mm. and and I know that sounds a little bit mechanical, right? Like, hey, here's this book. If it's not here, it's not where where God is. And I don't, I'm not necessarily going that far. But I do think it's important for us to recognize that when we're engaging with the Holy Scriptures, we are engaging with the words breathed by the Holy Spirit, mm. right? And yep. so if we allow those words to guide us, then we are seeking to walk in step with the Holy Spirit at the very basic foundational level. You know, yeah. we are walking in step with the spirit in that way. Um, and I think there's also an element to where and this this is a, another subjective kind of thing. But you asked earlier, like, does God speak audibly now? And my yeah. answer, you know, still fairly vague. I, I He did once. So he definitely can again, you know. Um, but I think being open to the fact that if the spirit has been active in a certain way, then he very well can be active that way in our lives. And and I think if for no other reason, if God is still willing to be active or the God, the Holy Spirit is still willing to be active in our life in any way, and he's not, at the very least, he's not because we don't have the faith for him to be, <laughs> you mm, know? What I mean? Yep. So maintain a posture of believing that God is capable, God, the Holy Spirit is capable of moving in any way in our lives, especially if he's done it in the scriptures. Well, if he's done it in the scriptures. So I think those are a couple of things that I would say practically, um, but I'd love to hear what you think in that particular. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're right on. And I think one thing that people can do if they want to know, um, am I following the Holy spirit or, or my own kind of um, emotional understanding of a situation is to check the fruit, right? So we could say, what is the fruit of God's spirit? It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And yeah. so in my life, are are the choices I'm making producing this kind of fruit, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the world or in and around me, right? Are people around me experiencing me as a joyous, loving, patient presence, right? Um, and so I think that's that would be one thing I would say is like begin to test the fruit of of your life of of the things that you're doing of the conversations you're having of the people you're spending time with um 
and and God can be there, right, in in present. And I think, yeah, the second thing I would say is uh, to follow God's spirit in community. Like I think it's the the danger of isolation um, when trying to follow God's Holy Spirit uh, can be really daunting. Right. And so I think again, having people in your life that not everybody, but people in your life who, um, can really speak into, Hey, here, here's what I'm hearing or sensing from God. What do you think about that? And having those conversations out loud, whether that be in a formation group or your spouse or someone close and trusted. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think, and then the last thing I would say is, is talking about it, right? Like mm-hmm. normalizing following God's Holy Spirit, like normalizing a process of discernment, normalize saying to someone, I don't know, I need to pray about that, right? Mm-hmm. Before I make a decision or before I respond to a controversial issue, like, hey, what is your opinion on XYZ topic going on in the world? I don't know. I haven't really sat with Jesus and thought about that. Let me pray about that and get back to you. Right. So I think just normalizing um, this relationship with the Holy Spirit is step one. Right. And I think you helped us understand that what is biblical and it's good. Right. And it's a seal and a sign that we are, in fact, following Jesus. And so I'd say normalizing it, checking the fruit and then doing that in the context of community are going to be the safest ways to engage with the Holy Spirit, who, you know, some traditions describe as a wild goose, right? Like we, we can't catch this thing in a sense. It's always going to be mysterious to us, um, but there are some practical ways we can know if we're somewhere totally outside of the bounds of, of what we would consider um, safe and, and, and good in the practice of following Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Um, but thanks today. Uh, thanks for having this conversation with me. This is a um, probably like as with all these conversations, it's like I hope that for people listening, they're an invitation. Right. It's not they're not going to be uh, the thesis on the Holy Spirit. They're not going to be the complete understanding of it. But we hope what we're doing with this moment is just inviting you to actually wrestle with the text of the sermon and the outworking of the sermon and, and to invite you just to go deeper in your life. And so if you have questions about the Holy Spirit, if you have questions about the sermon, always feel free to reach out to us, um, Benjamin at RedeemerATL.org, Leon at RedeemerATL.org. And when you see Drew, Drew at RedeemerATL.org. But we want to yeah. be faithful to this conversation conversation um, and keep inviting you to journey with us because we're learning too, right? I think in this process, we're learning. Um, And so, yeah, thank you for joining us and y'all have a great week. Peace.